Howdy, howdy. Bonjour. And welcome to But It Was Aliens, the extraterrestrial comedy podcast where we probe alien events to the point that we can be certain as to whether these events really did involve aliens. That we I refer to doing the probing is me, Kev, and alongside me taking the probing is Granville Moonwalker. We take it in turns to determine the truth, and this week, it is I who will guide you to that truth. So already, you know that this one is definitely aliens. I mean, we don't really take it in turns to determine the truth, though, do we? <laughs> in what way? Okay, so it's your turn to conclude. I won't conclude at the end of this episode. We'll take it in turns. Well, we'll, we'll go one after the other, taking it in turns. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> this week... We are taking you to Leeds in the United Kingdom. The year this all took place was 1976. Today's subject, Jan Siedlecki, worked at Bryden's Garage, which I think following my thorough 12-second Google is an honourable car servicing and repair centre that has been around more than 30 years, so immediately we have a sense of honour here. Family businesses don't hire no fools. Jan had been working late one August night, and when he got home, the man went straight to bed. It wasn't that the walk had been particularly long, but Jan had been working hard, manual labouring all day. Jan closed his eyes the moment that his head hit the pillow, and Jan was out. Right, so, typical UK job, mm -hmm. in the garage. 8 till half 4, 8 till 5. Very rarely will you work later than that. Not saying they don't, occasionally you will. Yeah. He must have been working very hard to go straight home to bed <laughs> at like 5, 6 o'clock. Maybe because it was a family business, not one of these Ford garages or something, they went a little bit later. It's possible. It's possible. They've been open 30 years, so they must... They worked until the job was done. I mean, I don't know that. I was about to say, um, you Googled them. So were they around for 30 years now or 30 years at the time of this incident? I Googled them at the middle of last year. So you can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I, I believe they were still around and they've been around 30 years. But they're not around anymore. No. I think they were. Ah? Uh -huh. <laughs> well, a lot can happen in six months. True. So what you're saying is that we could essentially ring them up and find out for real. We can speak to someone from, I was about to say from Jan's. How would that but... conversation go? <laughs> Are the aliens real? <laughs> they would say hello. Ring, ring. <laughs> Are the aliens real? <laughs> uh, pardon? The aliens, goddammit! <laughs> I need to know! Okay, fair enough. You've rung I've a got family garage. that live in Leeds, so uh, I might get them to uh, take a trip down, find out for me. Just go in. Are they real? <laughs> <laughs> Walk into the shop. Shop carriage. <laughs> no hello. Just, are they goddamn real? <laughs> They're probably used to it. Probably. As Jan slept soundly, Jan 
was suddenly and rudely awoken by a brilliant white light which illuminated the entire bedroom. Jan had woken up to a startle, obviously, and so his first thought was perhaps not the most coherent. Jan thought that the garage was on fire, to which, reflecting later, Jan was probably like, ah, shit, a building on fire, isn't it, white? Wait, hold on, what? What the... Okay, that's the weirdest Yorkshire accent I've ever heard in my life. Hold on. <laughs> Let me try again. <laughs> Jam was probably like, ah, shit. Hold on. <laughs> Yorkshire. Yorkshire. Cup of tea. Ah, shit. Hold on, that's going Geordie. <laughs> a building on fire isn't white, but in the moment, you react how you react. I don't know what I'm doing anymore, like. Art. Shit. A building on fire isn't... White? No, I can't. Just, I've lost my Yorkshire. It's just not in my in my grasp anymore. Can you help me out? No. All you need to say is, "Ah, oh, shit! A building on fire isn't white." No. Ah, uh, oh, shit! A building on fire isn't white, Jack. Jack. But in the moment, you react to how you react. Like when you feel pain, sometimes your first reaction is to slap where you feel the pain. The mind isn't always a logical creature. When has that ever happened? I got stung once and I slapped it immediately. <laughs> where did you get stung? When I was about 12 years so old. Where? On my thigh, I believe. Did you look like one of them brutal tootin' cowboys? Or just like, <laughs> woo! That's was, a fire slapper right there! I woo! was like Peter Pan and a panto. Jan? In tights. Jan wasn't wearing tights and launched himself out of bed towards the window to look. In opening those curtains, Jan was greeted not by the sight of fire, but by the sight of something else. Okay, so he originally thought the garage was on fire. Does he sleep in the garage? No. So he must have been very tired and just home, conked out, not sure where he was, startled. Shit, garage is on fire. Or a car is about to come hurtling through his front room or through his bedroom. <laughs> like, we've seen some of those tabloids where there's cars through people's houses. Maybe yeah, this happened yeah. to him and the sound of it going through the wall startled him and its beams, like, high beams were still on. So that was the bright light that was blinding him. That's surprisingly logical. It's not what he's about to see, but surprisingly logical. Is it not what he's going to see because he's blind from the light? Blinded by the lights. No. Original pirate material. Listen to the streets. Lock down your aerial. As Jan looked out, hovering about 15 feet off the ground, Jan could see a gosh damn UFO. The craft was rocking as if it was trying to steady itself and land, but it just couldn't quite line it up. It wobbled and wobbled away as Jan looked on. The craft was blue. Jan, well, he wasn't just gonna stay in bed, was he? So off Jan popped outside to investigate. Brave, brave Jan went outside and rushed across the road to hide behind a fence as he watched on, 75 yards away. Legs shot out and the craft eventually steadied itself, descending. It was definitely landing. A tube then descended from the underneath of the object towards the floor as the craft came 
two. Did anyone else in the vicinity hear this and get woken up and come outside? No, actually. Also, the fact that it was rocking and couldn't steady itself. Learn a driver. <laughs> Could be an alien <laughs> taking their driving test. They've accidentally put their full beams on. <laughs> teenager. Joyriding in daddy's UFO. Ah. Or mummies. And they're like, shit, we're out of petrol. <laughs> Space petrol. <laughs> Let's land. Space petrol. <laughs> it's not going to be regular petrol, is it? So, spaceship, I I guess. Space petrol. Some sort of element you'd expect. Not petrol at all, but Jam walks outside and he's like, Sorry, space petroleum. Are you real? (laughs) As Jam looked out, hovering about 15 foot off the ground, Jam could see a gosh damn UFO. Am I doing the same bit again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I keep doing that lately? I even scrolled down to the next bit. I don't know how that happened. You had me lost. I was like, that's, that's not the line. Like, that's because what, I where? scrolled down. I don't even recall scrolling back up. Right. <laughs> As Jan <laughs> I'll go right back to the start now. This week, we are taking you to Leeds in the United Kingdom. The tube, which had an unusual glow, unfolded all the way to the floor, and shortly after, as Jan watched on, two four-feet-tall humanoid creatures exited the craft. The creatures, short by human standards, stood in front of the craft, having come down that tube. The creatures then looked directly at Jan. Had they seen Jan? How did they know that Jan was there? What do you think happened next? Disco ball came down, they all had a boogie. Hey, yo, dog, you want a disco ball in your ship? Let's put some cheese sprinkles on it. Either Jan was shocked and stood up and walked towards them Mm -hmm. in his dressing gown, or... They went over and were like, can you tell us where the nearest space garage is? We need some space petrol. <laughs> Goddamn space petrol. And then he just kind of shockingly pointed in a direction with his hand shaking. And they were like, cheers, mate. They got in their spaceship and kind of in limp mode, got it over to the garage. And the garage had the space petrol all along. Yep. See, to them, what space petrol was, was crisps. <laughs> the spaceship runs off crisps. Yep. Does the flavour make a difference? Walker's ready salted. What actually happened was that the creatures, in noticing Jan, sort of gestured him over. Like, Come hither, little man. Come on. But he's taller than them. So? He's at a distance, they might not have realised. They're thinking he's tiny, and as he gets close, he's getting bigger and bigger. Like, oh shit! Oh shit, <laughs> let's change plans! They were gonna jack him for all his like dressing gown loot. But he was bigger than <laughs> dressing gown loot. <laughs> they think there might be some crumbs of crisps in there. Biscuits, um, some Werber's Originals, maybe Quality Street dressing <laughs> gown rope. <laughs> Keeps Quality Street in their dressing gown. I don't know. Wasn't this around Christmas? <sighs> August, I believe. Ah, close enough. Jan did as asked. 
and slowly approached the creatures. Taking out his quality street. Would you like a quality street, Toffee Penny? Fudge dick? The beings were... Chocolate triangle? Speaking, but Jan could not understand their language at all. He was basically muttering a load of nonsense. But Jan could make out the creatures' outfits. Basically, they were wearing yellow cat suits or onesies alongside a helmet with visor. The creatures wore shoes, sensible, and they wore gloves. On their chests was a panel full of switches and buttons. Now, to me, having buttons on your chest when invading a potentially hostile planet doesn't seem the best idea. What if Jan flicks that switch? I mean, what if these are like hazmat suits or space suits, which allows them into different atmospheres and allows them to breathe? That was kind of my thinking too, actually. I dropped a little image of a hazmat suit just below those that piece of the notes. <laughs> so you did. <laughs> Makes sense if you're going somewhere you've not been before to wear a hazmat suit. Exactly. But do hazmat suits have switches on them? Yeah, but these are alien hazmat suits. They're not normal ones. Stop thinking by human logic. So what's the alien logic? What suits they're wearing with their little buttons on. Maybe they go to different planets and they need different stuff, so they flick their switches. Tweak their switches. What if uh, one of those switches gives them super strength? Another one gives them speed. The drug. <laughs> <laughs> They're bouncing around the place, bouncing off the walls. Oi, oi! Can you remember the uh, drug advert for speed? Speed slows you down. No. Yes. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. The figures begun adjusting the switches on their chests and suddenly Jan could understand them. Voice modulators. There you go. What up, bitch? <laughs> the creatures said. What up, bitch? No, they said. We are in trouble with ship. There you go. Space petrol. We will have to make repairs before we leave. They need crisps. They added. We apologise for the intrusion. As soon as repaired, we go. Jan was then invited inside the tube, which turned out to be a lift. Jan had to bend down to walk under the hull of the craft, which was about five feet off the ground. Jan noticed two rotor blades spinning slowly in the centre of the craft as he looked above him. Jan entered the tube and doors slowly closed. The tube quickly shot upwards. Jan was about to get him a tour. So were they aware that he was a mechanic? Or did they just happen to stumble upon one when needed? Was their luck stat at 99? <laughs> I don't know the answer to that, but it's an interesting question. Perhaps it was... Beat. <laughs> that brought the aliens to Jan's door. I was going to say, it could have been targeted. I'm going to go with fate brought the aliens to Jan's door. Now that I'm thinking about it, it's pretty freaking lucky, isn't it? Either their luck stat is 99. Or fate brought the aliens to Jan's door. Window. <laughs> Facility. So, wow. Do you reckon he gave them some quality streets? And they were like, mm, quality street. Just what we need. Then they used the wrapper, the little toffee pennies that have the little... Yeah foil wrap yeah. a bit and they like just made some little 
thing with it, wrapped it around a couple of wires, put it together, there was a spark. Everything that they needed worked, and that's how they got off. So how Quality Street saved the human race. Quality. I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> Bloody Quality Street. Well, it wouldn't have been worthless. The doors opened into a metal cabin with a shiny metal floor. There were no windows, but orange light illuminated the craft from every panel in the walls. Contrasting the shiny scenery, Jan could smell shit. Well, not shit, but a raw egg kind of smell. Rotting vegetables. Apologies for the toilet humour here, but we are talking the worst type of air biscuit. It ponged. So it was like a... bum puff. Sulphur. Yeah, sulfury bum puff. Two humanoids led Jan up a slightly sloped walkway which seemed to lead around the perimeter of the craft before heading into a room. Around the edge of the room flowed a two foot wide... I don't know what you call it actually. An inside stream? Ooh. Like a pond or moat flowing around the room. A peculiar green grass was growing out of the water about two feet high. Upon seeing this, Jan asked how fast the ship could fly. The aliens replied, B-13. So, you see a pond or a stream and grass and you go, how fast does this thing move? Well, yeah. I mean, B-13 sounds like a logical answer. Although, Although, I suppose they are speaking in human now, aren't they? Not their own language. So mm-hmm. B-13 could be something. Yeah, makes sense. Could be some sort of code for an element. Or could Although also... that's not speed. Maybe it's like B is the translation of their word for... 2,000. Like nautical miles to the power of 13. Like parsecs. Which isn't actually speed, but distance. Or light years, perhaps. Mm. 13 light years per second. Possible. I mean, we're talking a lot of shit here. We've got no idea. You're talking a lot of shit. Whoa! Maybe I know. All right, Captain Quality Street. As the group left the water room, another door opened. Jan peered inside and could see about four or five crouched figures who had their heads placed between their hands and knees. They assumed the crash position. Yeah. Or that's the reason it smelt. (laughs) (laughs) They'd all dropped one at the same time. This is teenagers. This is is how they get high. (laughs) They get high of their own supply. I I was going along the lines of practical joke. They've seen if they can get a human onto their ship purely to fart in their presence. <laughs> These figures weren't dressed in yellow, but were in black onesies. They also weren't wearing helmets, so Jan could see their brown hair. But what were the aliens doing with their heads between their legs and their helmets off? Kissing their ass goodbye. The aliens were gathered around a pool of dark liquid, which was almost like oil. Flashes of red shot from the pool into the air, Suddenly, a football-sized orange light shot around the room, rebounding left, right and centre. Jan heard many footsteps rushing in what seemed to be a panic. One of the creatures told Jan that Jan would have to leave as they had a space bug. Jan was rushed back down the tube lift and out of the craft. As he headed out, Jan was told to run. 
The doors opened and Jan pegged it as instructed. Jan ran and dived behind the fence from earlier and as he peeked out, Jan heard a very loud whistling sound. The craft's landing gear was sucked back into the craft as the whistling got louder. The craft shot away into the sky. Okay, so either teenagers fucking about with him or they had a space bug, which is code for alien virus, which is going to destroy everything. So they had to quickly get the craft off of Earth, so shot away, and then either crash-landed or exploded into the air because, remember, their repairs hadn't been made and they couldn't leave. I'm calling bullshit because they didn't get their space petrol. They didn't go and get some ready salted crisps. Maybe they got the quality street out of his... Jan didn't give them the quality street. Maybe they got it. Ooh, maybe they, like, pickpocketed it. And then they were like, shit, you need to leave, before they caught him. He caught them. Maybe. I have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) When do we? (laughs) Maybe space bug is code for, or not code, it's what they mean is quite literally the drizzling shits. They've got a bug, like diarrhea. You gotta get out, we're gonna blow. They're all sat there with their head Ah. between their legs. Checking on progress, because that's how they deal with it over there, over there, wherever that is. Or the space bug cripples them, sucks the uh, marrow from their spot, like the spinal juice. And that's what causes them to curl up into a ball. Yeah, I guess so. Protective mechanism. I mean, we don't know whether... they're half hedgehog. I'm lost on that one, to be honest. You've killed my trail of thought as well. Hedgehogs curl up into a ball. And their heads would pretty much be up their asses. <laughs> Is that what hedgehogs do? They put their heads up their asses. No. <laughs> but they go into a ball. Uh, that's basically today's case. We are left with a few questions, admittedly. Quite a lot. One, what is B13? Two, what the funk is a space bug? I couldn't think of much to explain B13. I looked at speeds and vehicles and found nothing, so I turned to chemistry. In terms of chemistry, B13 is orotic acid. It was thought to be part of the B vitamin family, but it turns out that it's not a vitamin at all, so isn't actually called B13. I couldn't really find anything else to explain what B13 is. The element with atomic number 13 is aluminium, so it's... Aluminium. It's not something like element 115 or 115, however you want to say it, Moscovium. Maybe there is some kind of dark energy periodic table we haven't yet discovered. Who knows? So, space bugs? I'm out, son. Peace! (laughs) Uh, I proper looked into it and couldn't answer. (laughs) I mean, space bugs. They tell him to leave. Is space bugs like a cold? I think it was something affecting the ship, just from the tone of the case and whatnot, but I don't know. What if it's um, a violent alien organism that wanted control of the ship? Maybe, yeah, like an organism that moves in a different dimension. And what if bringing Jan on board into that room, that space bug was like, I can take him over. So they Mm. quickly got him out before causing some damage. 
Because remember, he's bigger than these. It can take over people who aren't vaccinated against the space bug. So... Whatever that may be. It could it could have attached itself to Jan and uh, taken over him, killed them, taken their ship, destroyed the human race, or gone back to their original planet and destroyed them all. So what happens when teenagers take spaceships for joyrides and don't put enough salt and ready salt of crisps in. And not enough quality street. Exactly. What alternative explanations can we come up with to explain this one? I found out about it on Think About It Docs, a serious collection of real UFO accounts. These folks linked their source to UFO Magazine Volume 15, Issue 1. UFO Magazine to Refresh Memory was a serious magazine that launched in 1986 and ran until 2012. Unfortunately, I couldn't track down the sources any further back than that. The magazine was published in January 2000, as far as I could tell, but I couldn't find one locally, sadly. I assume that the journalists for the magazine were in contact with Jan, but I just can't be sure. It's not the type to make up accounts, so if we are thinking hoax, I guess the only culprit could be Jan himself. But Jan gained sweet FA from this. What else could it be? The usual? Drugs? We have nothing to indicate that that was the case. I feel like I'm a little empty-handed here. All I can say is that if you were worried those MIBs would come for you but wanted your story out, this could be a safer way to achieve that. Do we know if this Jan really worked at this garage in Leeds? I don't know for definite. I know that the garage exists, or certainly existed six months ago. But I don't know about Jan Seedlecki. I didn't want to get into the dangerous realms of Facebook stalking someone again. No, better not. I say that like I've had some sort of issue with Facebook stalking in the past. <laughs> <laughs> the police are goddamn watching me. No, it just brings us into that dangerous realm where we could potentially make contact with a case that we're covering and offend someone, which we don't want to do. Sorry, I realise this is an audio podcast and I'm here twiddling my, my facial hair as I think this over. Um, I, uh, was this magazine... So this magazine ran from 1986, mm-hmm. but this story is from 1976. Yep. So we have no idea if they actually spoke to anyone or if they just grabbed stories that they'd heard of and published them. So it was generally quite a serious magazine it wasn't one that was known to make things up so they've probably got this story from somewhere but don't really know where but then have they done we don't know if they've done the background work do we we don't know if they've done the research or if they've just told the story second hand not for definite or maybe no. even 50 of hand it's a lot of hands it's a lot of jobs mm-hmm. <sighs> okay in summary we've had Jan Seedlecki, who after working late at the garage one night, walked home and went straight to bed. Jan was awoken by a brilliant white flash of light. Jan rushed to the window and was greeted by the sight of a blue UFO attempting to land. Jan bravely went outside and watched on as he hid behind a fence. Craft deployed legs and landed before a tube unfolded from the craft. Two four feet tall humanoids walked out of the tube. The humanoid stood in front of the craft before noticing Jan and gesturing Jan over to them. The beings, wearing yellow jumpsuits, flicked a switch on their chest and suddenly Jan could understand them. 
The creature apologised for the intrusion and explained that they needed to make some repairs before inviting Jan in. Jan went into a shiny cabin which unfortunately ponged. Jan was led along to the path to a room with two feet wide flowing water and two feet high grass growing from the water. Jan asked how fast the craft could fly and was told B13. In the next room, Jan saw a group of approximately five figures with their heads in between their hands and knees. These black suited aliens were gathered around a black pool. Suddenly an orange light of football size shot around the craft and Jan was told that he had to go because the aliens had a space bug. Jan was guided out of the craft back down the tube and told to run. Jan took cover as the craft launched away. That's the case. It just dawned on me. Yeah. That what if there was a gas leak? Mm-hmm. And he's intoxicated by the fumes. The bright lights of people coming to wake him up because he's trapped, or not trapped, but he's in the house where the gas leak is. Oh. And then So he's not even on him. the craft. No, that's him hallucinating because of the gases that has kind of not been ingested, but he's breathed in. Okay. Sulfur. Mm-hmm. Gas smells like fucking eggs. <laughs> Pong. Um, so, and the bright lights, people coming in, him being taken to a secure place mm. to be checked over, and it's him just kind of the brain piecing bits together because it can't make sense of what's happening. But then when he came to, wouldn't he have realised that like paramedics or emergency services there and not told the alien story? Who knows? Hmm? The okay. other people he might have seen are other people that were in the same building or the next house that we're all suffering effects from yeah. and they were just crouching there like maybe being sick well to be fair this is a nicer theory than just saying it's bullshit for no reason so yeah <laughs> are you saying that it was aliens no I'm saying it was a gas leak of some kind <laughs> well let's see how I concluded because I've got no recollection of what I'm about to read <laughs> I'm not saying that it was aliens this one I read about it but never really got a sense of where this one came from. Without getting my hands on UFO magazine, it's tough, but regardless of their source, this one really comes down to whether you feel you can trust Jan. For me, okay, Jan was an honest, working man who didn't seem to profit from this, but I just can't vouch for him with the info at hand. I have an honourable reputation to uphold myself and I need to be sure. Today, I can't be sure. Any final thoughts yourself, Mr Mooney? No, I've given mine. Somehow I've given mine before yours. <laughs> Is that taking it in turns? <laughs> We're good at taking it in turns, you and me. That's a wrap for today, folks. Thank you for listening to... But it was aliens! If you enjoy what we do and would like to support us, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash but it was aliens and sign up as a side prober for about a fiver once you do you'll get access to our monthly bonus episodes where we probe more widely paranormal events such as vampires demons hauntings and telepathic sexual deviance on the note of sexual deviance If you have any recommendations for future topics for us to cover, you can drop us a line on... On Twitter! 
on the Twitter at But It Was Aliens. Or if you like what we do and would just like to interact in a friendly environment, we have a Facebook group called Extraterrestrial Towers linked to the But It Was Aliens Facebook page. You can find all these details in our episode notes. Do you know, I, I say more widely paranormal events, but we do plan to start pushing the show into more widely paranormal events and not just aim aliens more regularly, don't we? So We do indeed. What do we do with the Patreon at that point? Make it cases too hot for TV. Although we're not on TV. Cases too creepy for... <laughs> <laughs> or too close to the line for the general public to hear. Or just generally longer and higher quality cases, I guess. What if we got drunker? <laughs> <laughs> we will get drunker and record episodes. <laughs> you heard it from Mr. Moonwalker. But that's today's episode. So until next time... Why will your reflection only let you kiss them on the lips? <laughs> the truth is up there. <laughs> Hashtag pro. Sultry little bastard. <laughs> Try it, folks. Testing your butt.